You can have the whole world, forgive me, Jesus. You can have the whole world, forgive me, Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Thank you. Ah, nice day. I will. Uh, I'll take this nice, cool day, right? No fur coat today. No rain. Is it gonna rain today? No. Let's open in prayer, and we'll get into uh, Acts. Father God. Open our hearts and minds to you. God, give us clear understanding of what's at stake here, what we should be listening to, who we should be obeying in our lives. Lord, those inputs that we get from the world, from your word, from your spirit, from others, Lord, all these inputs, we need to choose which ones we are going to obey. Just guide us as we look at that. Open our hearts and minds to the truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good study this morning. I, uh, I enjoy getting up and doing this. Uh, it was a lot of little things that came up. But we're in Acts chapter 5. Um, I'm reading uh, 5 verses 25 through 32. And someone came and told them, look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of being stoned by the people. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, we strictly charge you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. See, this is, uh, if you remember, they've already been taken to jail once. God released them through an angel, walked, walked in, grabbed them, walked them back out and said, go to the temple and preach. And then at daylight, 
They were in the temple preaching. These Pharisees got together trying to figure out what they're going to do with them, sent for them in jail. They weren't there. And now they found them in the temple preaching exactly where God told them to be. It's, uh, it's interesting because you see the contrast between Peter and the apostles and the captain and the officers that went and brought them. You see a contrast here. Let's go back to that, to that passage. And I get rid of some things on my screen here. We want to see who's directing who here. And you want to think about who is, who is your director. Where are you taking direction from? Acts chapter 5, verses 25 through 32. Um, well, let, let, let's take a little thought first. God speaks about obedience owed and who your authority is and who you owe obedience to, right? In Romans chapter 13, verse 7, Paul's speaking. He says, pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. And honor to whom honor is owed. See, you can owe honor to someone because they deserve honor, right? And we know it's a Sunday school answer. You know, you go into Sunday school, little kids will answer, you know. Who, who do we all owe honor to? To God, right? This is a Sunday school answer. Everybody knows it, but do we live that way? Are we living in a way that's honoring God in everything we say and do? And the captain of the guard made a decision based on honoring somebody else other than God. I thought that was interesting. In Romans 6.16, Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey? either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness. This is the decision we have every day. Let's go back to our passage, Acts 5, 25. And someone came and told them, Look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple, teaching the people. Then the captain with the officers went. This is the captain of the guard. He's got all the authority and all the power in the temple. Everybody can back him up. But what's he worried about? Says, he went and brought them, but not by force, for they were afraid of what? The people. They were afraid of the people. They were afraid of being stoned by the people. Now, there's probably a good reason, because what they were doing wasn't right. And so they were fearing consequences for the, doing the wrong thing. But in our lives, if we are seeking God and we see he has called us to do something, we shouldn't be afraid of anything. Even up to pain, persecution, these guys are going to get beat in the end of this story. P Peter and the apostles, they get a beating, but they're not afraid of that. Because they're obeying the one who is due obedience. Jesus said, 
I tell you, my friends, this is in Luke chapter 12, verses 4 through 5. I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who can kill the body. And after that, have nothing more they can do. But I will warn you whom to fear. Guys, this is whom you should fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has authority to cast into hell. Yes, I tell you, fear him. Acts chapter 5, verses 27. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charge you not to teach in this name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. Here's the, here's the case. This is whom you should obey. This is this this term that, that was used in the Greek is only used four times in the New Testament. It's only used four times in the Bible because the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. So <laughs> it's four times in the New Testament, obey. And it's it's a special term for obedience, and it's a term owed <clears throat> obedience. Obedience that is owed to someone because of their special position. And so when he says, we must obey God rather than men, it's because we owe obedience to God because of who he is. And we don't owe obedience to men because of who they are. So Peter had it clear. The guard did not. I'm glad he, you know, didn't beat the guys up. But remember Jesus Statement, I tell you, my friends, do not fear those who kill the body and after that have nothing more they can do. I will warn you whom to fear. Fear him who, after he is killed, has authority, authority to cast into hell. That's who God is. He is the ultimate authority, and that's why we should fear him, but we don't. In this world, we fear people. We fear what people think. We, we fear what we're going to lose. I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose money. I'm going to lose what I want. I'm going to lose comfort. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to lose comfort. So I'm going to fear losing comfort over fearing losing God's blessing, God's approval. Because God's approval is an eternal thing. And, and the, the rewards of that may not be in being comfortable here in this world. So we have to choose. We have to choose. Who are we going to obey? What are we going to obey? Our desires or God and the ultimate truth that he called us to obey? Acts 5.30, Peter continues to, to tell them, the God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed, by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand, as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. Obedience. Who are you going to obey? What are you going to obey? Your desires, your fears, those around you, your greed. There's so many things that we are driven by. Don't let all those things become what drives you. 
choose. It's a matter of the will. Choose to obey God and what he calls you to. Remember Christ's example, Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God something to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming, here's that word again, obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That's the kind of obedience that we need to have that doesn't worry about death, doesn't worry about pain, doesn't worry about loss, doesn't worry about what I'm going to get. It's obedient, totally, total obedience to God. I remember the, the, one of the examples that came to mind as I was praying about this this morning was in the book of Daniel. Do you remember the, we call it the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, standing before what was at that time the ultimate authority on earth, King Nebuchadnezzar. And they had made him angry because they didn't do what he'd called them to do. He told them that they need to bow down to his statue. They need to worship him. And so he calls them to account. He says, I hear you didn't bow down to my statue. So here, I'll give you another chance. Here's my statue. Let's get going. Start bowing down. And Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego gave this answer. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar. This is in Daniel chapter 3, verses 16 and 18 through 18. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer to you. You are not the authority. They knew who the authority was, and they went direct to that. They said, we have no need to answer to you. We have no need to answer to you in this matter. For this, if this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But, and this is the key thing, guys. This is one of the strongest statements of faith you find in the Bible. But if not... If God allows me, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, allows me to die in that fiery furnace, if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the golden image that you have set up because we are going to obey the ultimate authority regardless. Job said, though God slay me, Yet will I praise him. Guys, this is what walking with Christ is all about. Having that kind of commitment in life, it's not easy. And so when, when, when someone calls you to, calls themselves a Christian, you have to look at, are they really living in this way? We're not called to be perfect. We don't have to live this perfectly, but this is our aim to have our life submitted to God wholeheartedly, to be in obedience. One last passage, Joshua. Joshua 24, 15. I think anybody that's been in church has heard this passage before. But Joshua challenged to the Israelites. They were drifting off. They were looking at worshiping different things or obeying different things. Joshua said, 
if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your father served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Guys, you have that same choice. Who is going to be your director? Who is going to determine what you do when the chips are down, when it becomes hard? When you have a hard decision to make of whether you're going to do what's right or do what's convenient, do what's right or do what's comfortable, do what's right or do what everyone else wants you to do. Who is your director? Who are you going to obey? Man, your desires, or God? Choose you this day who you're going to serve. That's the challenge that we all face. Whether you're a Christian or not, you have to face that challenge. But especially as a Christian, you want to honor and glorify God by choosing him at the hard times. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for these men. I thank you for the challenge that your word gives us to choose who we will obey. And Lord, you get, make it clear that the consequences aren't all evident here in this world. The real consequences are eternal. But I pray that you would give us wisdom, insight, perception to know the truth and to choose correctly. Bless these men. Keep them safe today, allow them to accomplish many things, and glorify your name in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.